Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sports biggest bad boys. I think we can safely uh, put Jordan Degoe now in that category. It's a, a young man who's got quite a rap sheet. Um, but there's some absolute famous ones around the traps. Get involved with this one, 0427-154-166. Immediately, who comes to mind? I, I think absolutely Dennis Rodman. You think of guys like, from an EPL point of view, you think John Terry. You think Mike Tyson, those sort of names. We want to get you involved in this one. I, I probably think Bryce Gibbs, to be honest with you. <laughs> Top of my list, just those uncontrollable young rogues who've got so much talent yet just can't quite get it together off the field. Bryce Gibbs. Yeah. Now uh, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> guilty. Nah. Um, yeah, it's uh who else always said Fev. Brendan Favola is a very, very good one. Um, Ex teammate of mine. So next, I reckon we can go through um some of these particular athletes and their rap sheets uh, and maybe get just a little bit of audio from um some of Dennis Rodman's teammates because Jesus and famous ones. And I suppose as well when you think of guys like John T- uh, John Terry yep. and some of the Really bad stuff he did involving teammates. Um, the other one was uh, Ryan Giggs. Yep. Yep. Who, Manchester United? He was Manchester United. Yep. yep. And what was happening off the pitch? Unbelievable. So there's an unbelievable mix. Get involved. 0427 154 166. And of course, this morning, uh, the all new Audi A3 and S3 have arrived. To find out more, visit audisolitaire.com.au. Live across Australia. Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Coming to you from SNSA Studio Lumo SA, where you can get involved via the text line 0427 154 166, and we'll take your calls all the way up until 10.30 as well. one 736 736 before crunch time gets underway. Jordan Degoe broke his silence yesterday, spoke for the first time since the Bali incident. This week's obviously weighed pretty heavily on me, and I thought I'd just wait until I've, I've got a clear mind to come out and apologise for my actions and my behaviours. Uh... Obviously, you've probably seen with the ADHD stuff which came out. First of all, I just want to say that's not an excuse for my behaviour at all. Uh, I just wanted to let people know that I was dealing with some stuff on the side um, throughout the first half of this year and also now. Uh, It's something I'm learning a lot about and, you know, I'm not a perfect person. I don't think I ever will be, but hopefully I can make some changes so these mistakes don't happen again. And, um, yeah, just on that, I would like to apologise once again. So that puts it to bed. Now the next step is he starts training again and he plays football and he gets on with it. Yeah, he'll be looking uh, to yeah getting some respect back from not only the club and his teammates, but uh, the wider community, Collingwood fans um, and just footy lovers in general, I think. Uh, his performance, his performances will, will dictate that, I reckon. Uh, Brendan Favola had some strong opinions on the Jordan Degoe situation. He spoke on the Fox in Melbourne. 
Just see where your life's at, mate. Where do you want... What What do you want to be? Because when I left footy, I was not respected. I played great footy. My footy career's never talked about with any other gun forward because of my off-field antics, and that's my own fault. I had no respect. Everyone just thought I was a wanker. And he's going down a similar path. I'd love to sit down and say, mate, you could have everything gone like that. And I did. I was 29, went into a rehab, had nothing. Had not a cent to my name because I'd blown it all. I'd stuffed up. This guy's still going to get another chance. But if he stuffs up again, it's over. So Fev's a man who genuinely learnt the hard way. You played with Brendan for Volva. Let's go back uh, into the vault, back in the day where this is pretty much where it really, really all came undone. Pressure point! Pressure point! The loosest bloke at the Brownlow that night was Brendan Favola. And you were at his table. I was at his table. And and that incident, you could see that coming from a very, very long way away. Um, so day of the Brownlow, you get up. Obviously, the wives and girlfriends and, and partners are, are all off doing their makeup, doing their hair. So they the morning's all about you know getting ready. So the boys... We just slap on a suit. There's not much to, to prep for. So we had a bit of time to kill. So what usually happens is you usually meet with your your other players in, in your side or, or you meet with some other players from other teams who you might be mates with or have had things to do with over the years. And you usually meet down along um, the river there uh, and have a couple of beers over lunch or whatever. But I'm not talking – I'm talking maybe like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock yeah. before th- you start getting ready. Fev was sending text messages around that morning at 10 a.m. He was sitting by the pool and he's like, right, oh, boys, let's go. I'm thirsty. I'm ready for a beer. So he had started drinking at about 10 in the morning. So by the time the count actually started, you can imagine how intoxicated he was. He's had a few. And I think that even during the count, there were games where he kicked seven or something and got one vote. And he was yelling like he was booing. (laughs) during the count that he'd only got one vote after kicking seven. So uh, you could sort of read the writing on the wall at 10 in the morning when he's flicking flicking out text saying, is anyone keen for a beer? So, um, yeah, I mean, as great as Fev was uh, playing and we all, you know, mm. we all understood what he could do on the field. He could, he could turn games on its head. Um, and even to us younger players, he was he was very good. He looked after us. You, you saw him at uh, footy clinics and junior clinics. He just he was a big kid himself. He had the kids wrapped around his finger. But as soon as uh, he had a few beers tipped into him, he was uh, he was a different man. He is a really good example of turning it all around, though. Now, isn't he? I mean, he's absolutely doing some really good things in the media. And clearly, there was a turning point, uh, like you mentioned just before, where you know he he at the age of twenty nine didn't have a cent next to his name, and basically had to start again. So. He's a good story of redemption. It is, and it is credit to him to, to get his life back and, and bounce back. But, yeah, unfortunately, he had to hit rock bottom. Yeah. Uh, as you said, he had nothing. He he wasn't respected by anyone, and um, he decided enough's enough and, and got back on the horse, and, and he's doing good things now. So it's uh, it's great to see him in that space. Sports bad boys. Text them through 0427 154 166. This one from Mike. Max Gorn actually started his career as a bit of a bad boy. He was caught smoking a ciggy. In his car before training, he's a bit of a different cat. Is that is that real? Is it? Is, is that true? Well, um, it's a good text from Mike. We'll absolutely follow that one. 
uh, that one up. But, yeah, cheers. Well, if he was a bad boy to start, he's really turned around now, Max Gorn. <laughs> he's going to go down potentially as no, he's maybe the greatest boy. ruckman he's of all time. He's still a bad boy. He had a beer with his coach. Oh, yeah. In the off-season, right. just gone. Like, you can't be doing that, can you? How bad? Come on, Maxie. Some bad boys. Who have you got? John Daly comes to mind pretty quickly. Big John. Outlandish <laughs> character. Loves a dart. How good was John Daly back in the day? So, what? Suspended five times and cited 21 times for not giving his best effort. <laughs> <laughs> so, according to a 456-page rap sheet kept by the PGA Tour that is now public record... Because of a uh, lawsuit, Daly failed to win. I, I, I didn't know that golfers could get suspended for anything, let alone a rap sheet like that. He, he was a character, wasn't he? And he just did not give a stuff about anything. <laughs> no. And he wore the pants to go with it. Yes, and wore yeah, an outfit that would suggest, <laughs> yeah, maybe I am a bit of a bad boy. Most of the incidents have been widely reported, such as Daly trashing a hotel room in 97 during the Players' Championship or getting into a scuffle at Firestone with a 62-year-old man whose son, Jeff Roth, said Daly had hit into him at the World Series of Golf. So he was a bloke who seemed to have a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Long John? He did, Long John. And um, those photos and vision of him smoking a dart, throwing it on the ground, and he lines up a big tee shot, drives it 300 yards down the middle, then goes over, picks up his dart again, (laughs) and walks down the middle of the fairway. what a unit. That's how you play golf. Um, the late and great Shane Warne. Like he was, he might be the pinup for a likable bad boy because for whatever reason, I mean, he used to smoke and there's, I mean, it's not illegal, but it doesn't look good when you're a professional athlete. He definitely was a party animal. There was footage of him um, in between the sheets doing all sorts of different things. He would eat his baked beans. It was scandal after scandal. But for whatever reason, he was so liked and he had such a likable personality that when he did something controversial, there was this element of, oh, it's okay, it's warning. Yeah. Why he, did that exist? He did, did he? Well, I think that's because he was so good. Like, if, well, you're, if, you're, if you're stuffing up and you, you have this bad persona about you, if you not only was he coming out and, and playing well, like, he was the GOAT. So yeah. he was that f- far better than, not saying that just because he was better than anyone else, he was allowed to, you know, do bad things and act inappropriately during during his life, but um, it was sort of half accepted with Warren, as you said, wasn't it? Mm. Um, probably the number one for me, Dennis Rodman. Strippers, gambling, champagne, and Carmen Electra. <laughs> you name it. This was a bloke who really, really lived his life while playing in the NBA and being an amazing NBA player as well. I love this passage from The Last Dance, uh, just Jordan talking about uh, Dennis Rodman right as they're preparing to win a championship, just needing a bit of a break. Dennis says, I need a vacation. And I look at Phil and say, Phil, what do you mean? Vacation? He says, he needs a vacation. He needs some time off. If anybody needs a vacation, I need a vacation. We look at Dennis and say, Dennis, what are you going to do? Can your vacation be like 48 hours? Go straight to the airport. Boom. They don't hear and see Dennis for 48 hours. I went to the Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Dennis, the worm Rodman. And the stories as well were that Dennis could go out and absolutely party with the best of them and then turn up to training and you wouldn't even know that he's been out. And he would train like he just had 10 hours sleep. He was magnificent. So not many people can do that. <laughs> not saying that's a good thing to do or a good um, system to go by, but geez, he was built different. Oh, he was. Just put that into context. I need a 
48 hour vacation. I'm just going to go to Vegas. Oh God, and Vegas, baby. And not sleep for three days. <laughs> like, please. That's really, really uh, good. Um, some other ones as well coming through via the text line, of course. Wayne Carey. The Duck. Absolutely, The Duck. Um, he's got quite a rap sheet. But um, again, someone who, through what he achieved on the football field, was very, very respected. Yeah, it was. Um, but I think in, in a lot of these cases, it's it was, it was multiple things, wasn't it? It wasn't just like a one or two off. It was it was these sort of stories followed these guys throughout their careers. And um, I mean, some of them are funny to talk about now, but mm. other um, other stories that you hear of them are, are just dead set inappropriate and not acceptable. But um, yeah, there's a bit of a, a rundown of the bad boys in sport. Yep, just to, just to clarify that as well, I'm talking about respect as a football, as a footballer and what do you achieve there? Um, the other one that comes to mind is Latrell Sprewell, which we've spoken about before. This was the uh, player who, I think it was the Golden State Warriors where he smacked his coach, smacked him in the face, pushed and shoved, went uh, into the change rooms, had a shower, came back and then donged him. <laughs> we have spoken about this. <laughs> Latrell. And then said no to a three-year deal worth $21 million because he said it wasn't enough to feed his family. And then subsequently went broke a few years later. Don't you love some of these NBA players when they turn down $20 million contracts because they want $22 million contracts? Yeah. It's like, what, can, what can't you do with 20 that you can do with 22? Mm. Um, so there you go. I keep them coming through. 0427 Um It's a good situation to be in, I suppose. And Dyson Daniels is going to be in that situation now where he needs to work out what he's going to do with all this money.